Welcome to Digital Dialogue with Jack Marr and Jay Mata. As we enter the digital age, the frequency and amplitude of change continues to increase in every part of our lives. We must use digital tools to survive. When properly used, digital tools enable the savvy to thrive. We explore the intersections, overlaps, and voids of today's digital reality and the many ways we create and deliver value as we align our resources with our values. Yeah, you know, Jack, it's such a great segue to talking about our values and our resources and what we have going on today, because we have two gentlemen on here today, great people on Grant Simmons, who's a marketer, speaker and author, and also Phil LaDuke. He's a business improvement consultant and organizational and change professional. So they're going to be sharing information about what they do to provide our audience some value here. And, you know, with that said, I want to kind of jump right into this. Start with Phil. How you doing, Phil? Doing great, Jay. It's good to have you on. So people have described you as a safety thought leader, expert, and culture transformation architect. So tell me what that means. Essentially what it means is stop telling people to be more careful and start taking a look at the systemic issues you have in your organization to fix those. So when you go into an organization, or they companies that are certain sizes, so what kind of organizations do you work with? Well, it tends to be one of two either very large corporations that have acquired businesses and they want to bring them into their cultural, share their values, their norms, etc., or it's companies that have grown rapidly and they have not adjusted their infrastructure to the times. So they're stuck in 1992. So I'm, Interested in, in how the digital world has impacted this and the way that you help folks. And I, I totally get what you mean about not telling them to be careful. H- how does the digital world impacted that? Well, one of the biggest things that I found that the digital world has brought with it is a lot of stressors. And as you know, I've written two books, the first being I know my shoes are untied, mind your own business, about how out of step safety professionals can be with the rest of the world, including uh, the digital revolution. And also Lone Gunman rewriting the handbook on workplace violence prevention. We're seeing a lot more violence prevention that could easily be prevented using minimal technology, but important technology. So I see a lot of... Uh, technology and digital thinking apps and things like that, that can greatly improve safety. Unfortunately, what tends to happen is they are discrete and they need to be combined in new and interesting ways to make a third more, third very powerful tool. That makes sense. As an author, I know that the digital world has really impacted that space. Amazon, of course, the omega of the information age and the alpha of the digital age with what they've done with publishing and books. The other thing that struck me about this was how we could use digital transformation and the apps and things to improve safety. I don't know if anybody is actually doing that, 
but certainly uh, using things like uh, geofences and identifying, you know, areas that have particular safety concerns or issues um, and the ability to either, you know, provide a warning or maybe even be uh, more proactive and looking for uh, a response that says, yes, I am wearing my PPE or you know, my protective gear. Um, is there anything like that going on that you know of? Actually, that's been in place for, oh, since the 80s in the rudimentary form. Um, really? What's really exciting, yes, yeah, like shadow curtains and alarms that go off if you proximity alarms. But what's really interesting is that integration of different technologies. For example, I had developed for one company a database where they would enter using smart technology, tablets, phones, they would enter hazards. Well, I was talking to a controls engineer. He said, you know, we can tell when a person is entering a piece of equipment that's energized. Extremely dangerous situation. And by doing some simple programming to have the two databases talking to each other, we could send out an email alert to plant managers and safety people when somebody was working on a piece of equipment that's energized and could at any moment activate and kill the person in there. So that's been going on. What you're seeing now is more along the lines of, uh, for instance, my company requires us to have an app that we can activate 911, but it also calls our contact. It calls our boss to tell them that we're in trouble, which is pretty technology. I'm pretty cool technology. Also wearables. When you see somebody, I mean, there are wearables where people will have embedded in their badge. And this is not new technology either, but if somebody falls over, for a long period of time. So if somebody, say, has a heart attack and it is lying on the floor, it will pick that up and alert security to go and investigate the situation. So there's some pretty cool things already happening out there. I don't want to name any of the companies that are doing it for confidentiality's sake, but there's some really exciting things that are going on with wearables. Now, that also creates the issue of privacy. There are people that don't like having name badges with a GPS tracker. It's more than just about people not wanting to be goofing off when they should be working or being somewhere where they're not. It has a lot to do with psychologically feeling watched all the time. That makes perfect sense. And speaking of which, the sponsors and the producer are watching me. So we're going to go to break right now. We'll be right back. Getting the right message to the right people can be hard and expensive, especially with Google AdWords and Facebook advertising. We can help you leverage LinkedIn with their best demographic data on the planet to laser focus people who are probably looking for you. We can help you or even do it all for you with a full range of profile and activity campaigns that bring results guaranteed. Click on the LinkedIn expert button below or reach out to us at standingonshouldersmedia.us. All right, everybody, and welcome back to Digital Dialogue. Where we left off was the 
issues that people feel like they're being tracked with their name tag with a GPS system. I mean, I mean, are you finding that a lot? As a, is, is that probably one of the biggest challenges when you're working with these organizations is to let them know that this is probably what we want to take a look at doing? And how do you overcome that? Yes, it is one of the largest uh, pushbacks that we get. But overcoming it, you really have to, with any change, you have to sell it with what's in it for me. And if they don't see, if they don't find it genuine and see no real value to having this improve their life, we, they have biometrics, for instance, such like your smartwatch that can measure your heart rate and your breathing, things like that. It does butt up against HIPAA law and privacy. So I don't know. It's tough for me to understand the mind of someone who says, I don't care if you're just trying to make sure that I don't die. I don't want this. So part of it is is a bit like mountain climbing, where you can't just climb up Mount Everest. I can't climb anything half that high, but you can't climb up to a an altitude without stopping and letting your body acclimate to less oxygen. And change in an organization is a lot like that, where they have to acclimate to that change before you introduce another change. So the key then becomes small incremental changes that ultimately end in a big change. Does does the employee, when you're in these organizations, you know, with all the laws and everything like that, and I think you probably already alluded it, but I just want to get clarity on this, but does the employee have a right to refuse this tracking system, let's call it for lack of a better term, or is it this the company brings it all as a love them one, love them all scenario? The difficult answer there is it depends. And the problem is that it depends on your municipality and it depends on what you're trying to achieve. So, for instance, do you have a right to refuse to have, to have this? Let's say, let's just use a GPS tracker on your name badge. No. Well, yes and no. Yes, you can, but they have the right to fire you. If you're covered under a collective bargaining agreement, then you may or may not be. If, if your uh, labor agreement says that they can't use that, then they can't use that. And it's that simple. So... There's no clean. I wish there were, because I hate when I ask the question and I get a, well, that depends, that depends, that depends. But in this case, there are a lot of factors, and frankly, the law has not caught up with technology. So there's a lot of things that need to be ironed out, and we're going to have to learn the hard way. You're right. Absolutely right on that, Phil. In fact, I was part of a collective bargaining agreement negotiation around proximity sensors and badges in the past. And it worked out well for everybody, but there were some carve-outs and exclusions. If if I can, though, I want to kind of switch gears here for a second. I want to ask Grant a few questions. Grant, you've got a whole lot of things in your profile that really hit my buttons. First of all, as a former realtor, I'm dying to know what's going on in the homes.com neighborhood and, and what all's going in, in there. And travel falls right behind that for me. So I'm really interested in your background in travel and tourism marketing. Yeah, I have kind of a, a varied background. Uh, all roads lead to homes.com right now. So uh had my own agency for a while, had uh, a few years in a fairly large marketing organization as well. Also some brand side at a large travel and tourism uh, timeshare company. And uh, really uh, 
found my my home at homes.com i know that sounds kind of trite but yeah my, my real estate background has mostly been learned here and from former clients as well i was also within the agency running the digital marketing campaigns for realtor.com and some other apartment complexes as well so it's pre- pretty varied but now i i run the performance marketing at homes.com so my my kind of realm in the digital space is fairly broad as you mentioned I also speak at a number of conferences around the world, imparting knowledge around uh, managing agencies, around uh, digital strategies, and and generally just trying to help people move themselves forward. Grant, who's the ideal person that's going to reach out to you and say, hey, can you help me with this? Well, I have a day job. So my day job is running a department that makes sure that we can drive more leads, better leads, and more traffic to a single entity, which is homes.com. So as a business, yeah, as a business, homes.com is basically looking for real estate agents to help them with their marketing and connecting with the consumer is kind of our key goal purpose. Personally, obviously, uh, when I speak at conferences, a lot of people ask me how I can help them. At the end of the day, it can be anyone from a large organization, like uh, I just did a consultation with a large home improvement uh, store chain in the U.S., and by the same token, I just helped a food blogger and help them get some more visibility. So it really does vary. Everyone has digital problems these days and anyone that has a website. Right. And I see another common thread here. Uh, author. Uh, we, we talked to Philemon a moment ago. He is an author. Um, let's talk a little bit about the author part. That's always sure. of interest to our audience. <laughs> so um, a lot of this is is really aligned with the search marketing industry. You know, having written for for different publications, MSN, News, um, Business, for Search Engine Journal, for Search Engine Marketing World, and some, some other industry-focused publications. And really, my, my specialty there is kind of anticipating where the digital space is going, everywhere from talking about what Google might be thinking and uh, being proven right to uh, you know looking at autonomous vehicles and how that might impact digital marketing. So what got you into this? It's a great question, really. I was a computer programmer back in the 80s, so I had a a little bit of a background in looking at the technology. When I arrived in the States, a friend of mine was working in a marketing agency and said, do you want to work there? I said, sure, and then kind of connected back with a Macintosh in that agency, and it really grew from there. GE Plastics asked for us to build a website, and I was the only one in the agency that actually had any technical background at all. So uh, I built a website for GE Plastics. That's awesome. Actually, I was with GE Plastics for a number of years. I like to say that Jack was chasing me. I was uh, with BorgWarner Chemicals, and then GE Plastics acquired them. I left there and went to uh, LNP Plastics, Ah. uh, and then GE acquired them. It's been (laughs) an interesting path. But hang on. but We're going to take a quick break here, and then we'll be right back. Standing on Shoulders, A Leader's Guide to Digital Transformation, written by Jack Marr and Carmen Diardo. On behalf of everyone who tries to improve the business outcomes of the technology work we do every day, I applaud the efforts taken and the writing of this book so others can replicate their amazing outcomes. 
This book fulfills the promise of documenting their journeys and lessons learned and showing how the promise of creating world-class technology organizations can be within the reach of everyone. Gene Kim. Get your copy of Standing on Shoulders, A Leader's Guide to Digital Transformation at Amazon.com or at Barnes & Noble or at your favorite bookseller. All right, everybody, and we're back. And thank you very much, Grant. That was great stuff there, and it's great to hear about you. So I want to give everybody an opportunity to hear from our guests and some final thoughts here. So, Phil, since you started first, can you leave our audience with that message that you would like to share with them, like a final thought, if you would, and also the best way that they can get a hold of you to find out more about how they can get connected with you and how you can help them? Sure. Just as a final thought, I would say that technology is only as good as your application of it. There are some people who just love technology for the sake of technology, early adopters. That's terrific, but that's a hobby. The real rubber meets the road when you apply technology in new and interesting ways to solve your problems. As far as how to get a hold of me, I can be reached at phil.laduke, L-A-D-U-K-E, at E as in Edward, R as in Ronald, M as in Mary. ERM.com. And my books can be purchased uh, uh, through Amazon. One is, uh, as I said, Lone Gunman Rewriting the Handbook on Workplace Violence Prevention. The other is I Know My Shoes Are Untied, Mind Your Own Business, and the Conoclast View of Safety, which germane to our conversation today, as of yesterday, has now become an ebook and has all the associated live links, etc. So it's very exciting. Congratulations to you on that one. Good, good luck with you on that one. Um, Grant, tell us a little bit about your final thoughts that you'd like to share with our audience and also, too, how they can get connected with you if they need more information about how you can help them. Sure. I'd like to think I can help lots of people. Whether that's true or not remains to be seen. From a standpoint of Homes.com, I think the story there is just to say that the underdog can win and survive. We're up against Seattle Tech and Silicon Valley Tech, and we've managed to do a really good job at standing out. And that's really the message I I generally bring to people. No matter where you are and what you are online, you can be bigger than you are in real life by marketing yourself effectively, uniquely, and by making sure that you have a message that resonates. And I think that's the idea of the, the digital playing field is leveled. And I really, really think that everyone has a chance now to to build and grow a business. I'm certainly available for a chat. You can reach me on LinkedIn. Just do a search for Grant Simmons, um, Simonet, S-I-M-M-O-N-E-T. If you really want to reach out via email, you can get me at grant at homes.com. And I just like having conversations with smart people. And so I've learned more about handgun violence and tying my own shoes today. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> and, uh, and I say, always up for a conversation with smart people. Cheers. That's very great. Nice. That's great, Grant. That is very, very nice. Okay. Uh, everybody, Grant Simmons, Phil Duke, thank you both gentlemen for taking time out of your day to share your valuable information with our audience. This is Digital Dialogue. We hope you enjoyed the show today because we most certainly did on our end, and we will see you next time. Thank you very much. Thank you. Getting the right message to the right people can be hard and expensive, especially with Google AdWords and Facebook advertising. 
We can help you leverage LinkedIn with their best demographic data on the planet to laser focus people who are probably looking for you. We can help you or even do it all for you with a full range of profile and activity campaigns that bring results guaranteed. Click on the LinkedIn expert button below or reach out to us at standingonshouldersmedia.us.